I'm so pissed off right now <laughs> that we're starting this over. Hi, Women on Top podcast. Welcome, people. I, and this happened, forgive me, I'm going to go on a rant for a second. Okay. FedEx and UPS, they will come to the building and see I don't have a doorman. And that's, so that's sort of, this is partially my fault. And they will just go down the line of buzzers and buzz, 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 and to get somebody else because they don't want to, they don't, they don't want to have to bring it back. They don't, they have to have get everything delivered. And we were on a roll. Everything's great. And then, eh. (laughs) and I always panic when I hear that because I'm like, what? It, what is that? What like? Well, I am not expecting anything. Like it's got to be bad news. Yeah. So I went to answer, and of course, it wasn't for me. It was for someone on the fifth floor, and I'm just very, very agitated. However, Sarah, mm-hmm. welcome. How are you? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to be back. <laughs> is it? Yeah. From ten minutes ago. <laughs> from ten minutes ago. <laughs> All right, Jesus Christ. Um, I have to ask you, you, you mentioned UPS and FedEx. Mm-hmm. What is your experience with LaserShip? I've never even heard of it. Okay. So LaserShip uh, is, I, I, they're trying to be similar. Mm-hmm. And I have to deal with them sometimes if I get food delivery. Mm-hmm. And about 50% of the time, it just never shows up. Oh, my God. Well, it sounds like it's, is that a, it's new, right? I, I, I would assume. I don't think it's that new. Um, it's I mean, it's newer than UPS. Let me let me look it up. Is it showing up and people are just taking it? No, possibly. No. It just it does it it becomes untrackable, and it just vanishes. Okay, so when you Google laser ship, yeah, the first thing is. Laser ship complaints. The second thing is, laser ship lies about delivery. Oh, well, there you go. So at least and you're not your dealing answer. with those assholes. Right, at least you're not dealing with those assholes. Right. Uh, so, Sarah? Yeah. Did you watch Big Little Lies the other night? I did, and I'm so glad. Yeah. It was a. It was really, really good. The first episode I, of the se- this season, I was... I was sort of iffy because I feel like Jane just doesn't need to be there. Yeah, and plus I I felt like it it all wrapped up, you know, in a It really oh. did all Well, it wrapped up, but it didn't. Well, it did and it didn't. I I I'm not quite sure that uh having a second season for a show that was a book and was really only attended for one season, you know, I don't know. I was unsure about it. I would not have felt robbed if it was a one season show. Right. Because these are characters that were created by the author. And unless the author wrote a second book, you're just not, it's just not going to be the same and they don't have the same director and they don't, you know, they might have the same screenwriters. I don't know. The the author is a producer, I think though. Right. Is that right? Well, yeah. I mean, they have, they gave her credit. (laughs) You don't think she's really involved? She might be. She might be. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how. So, I, don't I don't know, know how either, that works. She's still pumping out books. She's very prolific. So I don't know how she has the time. She's prolific. Leanne Moriarty isn't like she can churn out books very quickly, but good books very quickly. She, she's. I think she's incredibly. She's an incredible writer, and she's able to turn out quality time after time. 
which um which of her books would you recommend to start with uh, i just started what's the one and then there were nine okay and then there's the one uh about the letter it's, it's a okay we can, we can, we can google it, it google it it's it's one about uh, like a, a letter from a dead husband or something okay and i, I might be that sounds familiar Heard of that. Uh, I haven't so, read it, yeah. but it sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, uh, nine, I, nine Perfect Strangers. Nine Perfect Strangers, yeah. That's the new one. That's right? one I just got. And then yeah. The Husband's Secret? The Husband's Secret. There That's you go. That's the one about the litter, right? Yep. Yeah. So I would start with The Husband's Secret. Yeah, anyway. A ton of books. But anyway. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, Jane doesn't need to be in this season. Mm, she, no. She's completely extraneous at this point. <laughs> um yeah i think that shailene woodley is doing a good job with what they're giving her which is pretty much nothing yeah well but bangs but bangs again big little bangs um you know the the other the episode the other night obviously belonged to lard dern Mm -hmm. uh but i i'm really starting to and last season i don't i don't particularly care for madeline probably because I don't like Reese Witherspoon, but I really don't like the character because she's just so self-involved. Yeah. And she's not likable. Right. Like, look, Meryl Streep, she, she's awful. I mean, she's evil, but you have to remember too, she just lost her son, her child. So I don't know, like maybe give her a pass when she's being cranky and miserable. Like kind just maybe just kind of go, Hmm. All right. Uh, grief. And she lost a child. So I'm going to walk away from this. But instead, Madeline's like, what are you talking? You know, she is she takes such a personal affrontage to everything and she can't she can't ever just walk away. Right. So I don't uh, I really don't like Madeline. I think she uh, tends to fuck up everybody's lives and never really apologizes <laughs> for it. Uh, no, way- she no, she hasn't. You know, she's talking about. And clearly, the the young daughter Clementine is that the young daughter's name? Is, is there is one Chloe and one Zoe? I feel like the youngest Zoe. one. Is Chloe. Zoe is Bonnie's daughter. Okay, I think. Well, in any case, the young one, the young, the younger one. I mean, the older one. Jesus Christ, she's got a mouth on her too. But the younger one, the the daughters clearly learn what they see. Yeah, which is their mother being a big mouth and a gossip. Right. Which is how some secrets came out this week. Which is how some secrets came out this week. <laughs> but what's his name? Ed knew about the affair. Didn't he kind of didn't he kind of catch her or, or pick up on it last season at the, in the in the last episode and he just sort of like he knows but he didn't want to acknowledge it type of thing? Um that's what I thought, but he acted pretty surprised. So I don't know. I think I but I you know what? I think what surprised him was that the daughter, the older daughter, knew. Well, sure, yeah, that's he. He was pretty caught up on that, <laughs> right? And in, in typical sort of guy fashion, and this is where I did agree with Madeline. It really wasn't her story to tell. When you're talking about the violation of a woman, you do not, you do not, you don't discuss it with other people. That's their story to tell, and so I understand why she didn't, why she didn't say anything. I did too, and I was kind of disappointed that Ed didn't. Um, didn't budge on that really though i mean are you surprised that a guy wouldn't get that i'm a little surprised that he didn't because he he seems like a pretty reasonable guy right but 
I'm glad I'm glad that he didn't because they can't make him too perfect. True. Right. That or else he's just this one dimensional like yeah. character that is just sort of there for the comic relief. And I, I like that they're adding some layers to him because he's really the only reasonably likable man yeah. in that he's the series. Only reasonable person. He's really the only reasonable person. And I think my my favorite scenes are with him and Nathan because Nathan's such a Cro-Magnon. Yeah. You know, where he's just kind of like, Nathan mad, Nathan not confused. <laughs> and Ed sort of sits there bewildered, kind of like, okay, well, you came here. What did he say? Uh, first you wanted me to do this, and now you want me to do this. And it's only like in, in the span of five minutes, his delivery is just so smug. Was it fucking snide? Was that what they what Nathan like that, called him yeah. last week? Fucking snide, and he just kind of, and oh, I that's think how, it was snide fuck. Snide fuck. That's what it was. <laughs> snide fuck. And but that's so typical of Nathan because Nathan doesn't know how to communicate his feelings without getting angry, without getting angry, or without being hurt. Yeah. Right? Because he doesn't. There's no nuance to Nathan in emotions. No. Which kind of ha- makes him perfect for Madeline. Right, exactly. (laughs) And there's have been divorced. I don't think. Say that again. I don't think they should have gotten divorced. They seem like a pretty good couple. Right, they're both awful in equal measure. And what really gets me about the thing with Bonnie is he's not really concerned about Bonnie. He's bothered that Bonnie isn't isn't responding to him or isn't making him feel good she's basically not stroking his ego yeah. and it's it's stopped being about him like oh my god the focus is now on her and he's not comfortable with that yeah she never makes pancakes anymore right i mean it's yeah. just total bullshit it's like well no your wife's in a massive depressive episode you know it's not about you douchebag that's yeah right it's pretty obvious that that's what that is and he just keeps asking what that is and I, right. I don't understand what he doesn't understand right and you know he goes to her and he's you know why won't you talk to me why don't you talk to me he, he's making it very clear that I, I know there's something wrong with you and i know you've put down a boundary but i'm going to disregard that boundary because me yeah <laughs> and as we'll get into later in the show toxic people like that are very 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 unhealthy and persistent. So, and persistent. <laughs> and so Nathan calls Bonnie's mother, mm-hmm. who, uh, I, I mean, kind of scared me, I have to be honest. And last season, there, it was alluded to that Bonnie, that there was, there was abuse in Bonnie's parents' marriage and that that's sort of what made Bonnie snap and, and um, push Perry down the stairs. Yeah. So... When you're watching, you have Martin Donovan, and Martin Donovan is is a fairly well known actor. He's certainly not someone that, when you see him, that it's going to be a five minute appearance on an episode. When you see him, you know he's going to be back. And I'm wondering if the abuse dynamic isn't him beating on or abusing the wife, but the wife abusing him. Yeah, that could be. Or well, maybe, if just, or maybe that's a second marriage. I don't know. Maybe. I, I, I don't think so. I think somewhere in that dialogue, they it, that scene at dinner, they said that he was her father. I'm not sure. Uh, in any case, the mother 
you know, the mother suffers, does not suffer fools gladly. And she's very take no prisoners, which I love. I appreciated that as well. <laughs> right. And, I, but I wasn't crazy about how she, she seems very, she seems very abusive towards Bonnie. You know, she seems very um, like, what did you do now? Yeah. Like, how did you fuck up again? So this must be your fault. Yeah. And that I didn't like because, uh, you know, I look at Bonnie and I think she saved, she saved Nicole Kidman's life, basically. Yeah. And uh, so I, I'm not really sure what to make of the mother yet. Uh, and Madeline, to go back to her for a second, boy, oh boy, does she just fuck up everybody's life <laughs> and never once apologize. <laughs> even because her even- own. <laughs> even her own but bonnie even said i would have been fine telling the truth yeah. you're the one that started the lie and now we all have to go along with it which is true yeah you know all bonnie had to say was i saw him kicking the shit out of this woman and i just wanted him away from her and i so i pushed him away from her i didn't plan for him to fall down the stairs you know but i'm not sorry he did yeah <laughs> But in any case, Madeline has created this lie for everybody, and she really doesn't see how she makes she complicates everybody else's life. Life, it really is very much all about her, and I just really dislike that character quite a bit. Uh, Renata, God bless her, Laura Dern, Laura Dern. I, I mean, just I, I don't think I can ever once name anything Laura Dern's done where she hasn't been phenomenal uh that's true i can't either everything she's ever done she shines in it i don't care what it is she's amazing in it and she what i love about renata is renata is written very much like a man in that renata she's unapologetic in how aggressive she is and how outspoken and abrasive she is and there's no there's no cowering there's no apologizing like oh i'm so sorry and they managed to make her this way without making her into a caricature, mm-hmm. right? Because it's it would be very easy to, the last season, the first time we saw her, it would, it would have been very easy to dismiss her as, oh, she's one of those overbearing, um, you know, parents who are way too temperamental. And no, she's an incredibly protective parent. And she is wants to make sure there's nothing's going to happen to her daughter. And I can appreciate that. Of course, Madeline never saw it that way. So for every time they butt heads, Madeline took it as a personal affrontage. Whereas Renata was kind of like, somebody's hurting my daughter and I'm going to find out who it is. And I'm not going to let your kids around her because I, I, I just don't trust you. Right. Which uh, is so, reasonable. Which is what? Which reasonable, is reasonable. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Renata's husband is a... <laughs> Jesus, what a loser. So he, what did he do? Like insider trading, is that it? That's, that was implied. Yeah, they, I don't know if they ever said. Even the way he explains it to her, he's like, look, so I did this and then I did this. Look, and he's just, he's dismissing it. Like, look, it's nothing. It was a few million. Pfft, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> and I think in that world, it is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they'll be back on their feet pretty soon yeah you know that's just sort of how it rolls i guess in 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 that the circles like that and, and and i've noticed that in manhattan too 
there are, you know, there are people who, oh, this one insider trading or this one and that one. And, you know, it's almost expected that you do not accumulate a certain level of status or wealth without lacking integrity. <laughs> right. I, I would have said being a criminal, but yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Same thing. Same thing. Uh, and then finally, Celeste and Mary Louise. And oh. the, the, you know, the scene that went viral, of course, is Meryl Streep with the necklace. And she's yeah. playing with the neck. And that is, it was, it was a brilliant choice that you're kind of like, oh, only she could have done that. Only she could have done that and made it fit in the scene. She's so good. She <laughs> really is so good. I mean, her instincts are spot on. But when. But I did think of who else could play that role after we talked about it last week. And I came up with two. Okay. Who? Allison Janney. Uh, okay. And Jessica Lange. Jessica Lang. Now, I am an American Horror Story fanatic, uh-huh. and Jessica Lang would have been phenomenal. I, mean, I think, she, yeah, she's she just she just yeah, <laughs> she yeah. nails every role. She nails everything. Allison Janney, uh, she is their peer, actually, age wise. Is she? I yeah. I googled her, and she was a little bit older. She's, I think, early fifties, mid fifties, maybe. But you keep in mind, Streep is like 70. That's true. You know, Streep yeah. is like 65, and Allison Janney's, I think, maybe in her mid-50s. Jessica but Allison Lange Janney is... <laughs> Jessica Lange and Jessica Lange would have been great. Would have. It's just, just been... it's also, I mean, I really thought about how there's really only like three female actors in their 60s. Right. Isn't and then there's depressing? a jump to like uh, Judy Dench age. Like, there's like no one in between. Yeah, there re- yeah, there really isn't, unfortunately. Um, uh, there's a site that I go to after these shows. It's called Previously. Uh, previously, t- previously TV. or Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's called Prime Timer, okay. where it's just forums, and they talk about every, every TV show possible, whether it's reality or whatever it is. And the discussion... What, what what really sort of dominated the discussion about the other night's episode was Nicole Kidman's face. And, and what it was not doing. And what it was not doing, which was moving. <laughs> Emoting, yeah. Emoting. <laughs> and, you know, there was that one side of, you know, why do we always, why does it have to be that we're, you know, criticizing a woman's face? And, you know, especially for women of a certain age, you know, they don't really have a choice. And then the other side is, her she's an actor and her face is her is her like that that's the tool that's the biggest tool that they have and if you can't see her emoting that's a problem unless she's playing a poker player right or if she wants to do theater i mean maybe that's fine right and maybe that's fine but i like i can't i can't i can't look at her without i i don't know i think that she's getting too much work my opinion probably not my place but I don't really care if, if, what anybody does with their own body, but I do think there's a line. There's definitely something happening with her in that role that is um, not working. I think we can all agree. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just the bangs. I don't know. But I don't, you know, I I I don't know what it is about that character that I that I I wasn't crazy about her last season either. Um, there, there's just something so sort of milk toast and 
kind of wimpy about her and weak. And you're just kind of like, oh, my God, will you sack up? And I'm not even talking about against the husband because I would never say, oh, my God, stand up to yourself. No, that's different. I'm talking about just in general. Yeah, you know, there's, there's like, a lack of personality. Your kid fucking bit another child, a girl. Like that's a that's a that's that that's a. I, I mean, like that's something that. <laughs> right. That is not something you just kind of go. Oh yeah, so that happened. Yeah, and. We don't see that. Like, why are you coddling these two boys? I know that they just lost their father, but they're they're abusive. Well, this week she had a moment where she snapped and separated them and screamed, you will not be like him, which was the beginning of the confrontation with the mother-in-law, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is a really interesting issue, though. Like, I, I don't know what the answer is when you observe violent behavior in young boys. I, I don't know... I mean, beyond therapy, which sort of feels like a cop out Mm -hmm. to say just, oh, send them to therapy. I I don't know what the answer is. It's obviously a problem. (laughs) Clearly Uh, a problem. And it's, uh, it's, but that's where you nip it in the bud. Hopefully. If it it can be. I mean, for all you know, the kid can be a complete sociopath. Who knows? But I do, listen to me. I don't, I don't have any kids. And I'm like, well, here's what I think you should do. Um, Anytime a child boy or girl shows any signs of aggression that you have to look at that yeah, you know this exactly. is not to bring i'll bring up my class once again but these are the signs that you that's one of the signs you look for in children to to determine if they're being abused right and it, it, it like it, when if they're showing signs of aggression that's that's a that's something that you need to drop everything and, and pay attention to and, and start addressing right it's and definitely just, indicative of something. It's definitely indicative of something. And I just want to go, what, like, why aren't you doing anything? Yeah. It just, she just seems so blase about it. And that's what I don't like about the character is that there's just nothing there. Maybe it's denial. I, I don't know. But I think the other problem I'm having with this character, too, is I am sort of comparing her to Tilda Swinton in We Need to Talk About Kevin. Have you seen that? I've heard about it, but no, but, um, and so, I mean, the, the level of violence is, I mean, obviously not, not on par, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, with the, the two boys in big little lies. Yeah, um, and I think I know but if you uh, do nothing, <laughs> right. And if, in, in the movie with Tilda Swinton, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, but, um, I'm pretty sure he, sh- he shoots up a school, correct? He doesn't shoot, but there's there is an incident uh, at a high school. Yeah, mm-hmm. where he kills somebody basically. Well, I think he I think it might be a bow and arrow. Um, so in that way, I guess that you're shooting, but Oof. it's not a it's not a gun. So, uh, well, in any any case, he's still showing clear signs of being a sociopath. Yes, um, but in that in that movie, Tilda Swinton, I mean, does what Tilda Swinton does. She gives a fantastic, nuanced anguished performance Mm -hmm. throughout in which she does confront the issue head on but you know comes up against people telling her oh you're overreacting or boys will be boys or you know even just her doubting her own perception and saying like well maybe this is uh right but isn't that and well this is 
it's funny that you bring this up because we're we're going to be talking about that in a second with with the with the dating letter, where women are that we're constantly being told that we're overreacting. Oh, you're you, no, you're you're yeah. you're getting you're being too sensitive, or you're being too picky, or you're being too this, rather than saying okay, let's let's examine this feeling, let's examine what's going on here, and why do you feel that way, and let's let's figure out if there's there's some real. If there's if there's something to this, right? But we're always being told we're overreacting. Uh, yeah, pretty much, pretty much always. <laughs> you know, when I our like instincts. That no one told Renata that this week. I and I do, I do love that no one told Renata that because I I just love that character and I love the way she's written, but I just adore the way Laura Dern portrays her because there there's. I think there's a lot of nuance to Renata. Yeah. You know, she's not just this, you know, ballsy, take no prisoners type. There are a lot of levels to her. And you see her at the end of the, of the, of the episode after she finds out that her husband lost not just his money, but her money, money that, you know, she has earned. And she just crawls into bed with the daughter and, you know, puts her arm around the daughter. And I think she gets a great deal of solace and peace from her child. Yeah. You know, I think if there's one thing that does sort of center her, it's her daughter. Yeah. Seems which that I way. really, I really liked. Um, Meryl Streep is vicious. And it's so great. <laughs> well, she, but she really is Amanda Priestley in this role because it's she so never, great. she never raises her voice. Everything she says is very measured and very even. And, it's said if you with the the eyes and the the way she gives the the you know the <laughs> up and down glance and the twist of the necklace and I don't really know I don't oh you left that out too and yeah. as soon as I heard that I went oh my god that's the new why is no one ready <laughs> <laughs> you know little a little line like that that she can she can infuse so much into just one small line. So that's why I'm, she is very much like Miranda, in my opinion, because she just doesn't, that's the most terrifying type of person. And I remember her talking in an interview about Miranda Priestly, and she said, I learned, you know, the fact that she always talked very quietly. She said, I learned that from Clint Eastwood when they did uh, Madison County, the bridges of Madison County. She said, he would talk so softly that the whole room would just go quiet and lean forward to hear him. Yeah. So, like, their attention was so wrapped. There's my dog shaking her head. Um, you know, people were so focused on him, and it, it is sort of a it, it, it is sort of a tactic, and and it works because it when they when they talk that softly, like you're waiting and waiting and waiting because you think, okay, what else are they going to say? Where are they going with this? And then you realize, like, the whole time, like you're so engrossed in what they're saying that it adds a whole other layer to the character, which I really, which I really liked. But of course, when, uh, when, what is her name? Celeste, when Celeste tells Mary Louise that her son was a rapist and, and beat her, mm-hmm. of course, you know, Mary Louise didn't believe it. <laughs> well, no, well, that girl. She wouldn't, right? That's what? in character. She wouldn't believe it. I, I think that's in character. I think that's in character. I think that is very hard for any parent to hear. But we saw that scene of her, of Celeste and Perry on their first date. And she tells him she has no family. And he says, 
so I have you all to myself. Yeah. You're right. Now that is classic abuser. You'll be isolated. You won't have anybody to warn you about what I'm doing. Yeah. So when you see that, I'm kind of like, how did the mother not pick up on that? Because you, because you know, the father was probably like that too. And she didn't see it in the father either. She was blind to it in the father. Yeah. I just, I just think that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think it's very rare that a mother can admit that her son is garbage. Yeah, I think I, I, I just think that's a. I think that's very difficult for any parent. And I get that, but you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. when there are some cases where the evidence is stacked pretty high, and parents mm-hmm. still stick by their kids and i that's that's the part i don't get but i don't have kids so you know yeah do with that what you will do with that what you will uh is there anything else about the episode that uh stuck out to you uh just the bangs again just the bangs just the the bangs and can a woman give a woman a moment is that what she said (laughs) yeah can a woman get a moment can a woman have a moment and that will go now will go down. That will be one of those iconic lines from it's just so great that. And well, I used to sit on your face too, but that's not going to be happening anytime soon. <laughs> okay. So we just, we're going from fictional housewives to real housewives and mm, air, quotes. I own, air quotes real because none of the women on, on Bravo's real housewives of New York are any of them housewives. Well, are any of them married? I don't think any of them are married. I don't. Think I think so some of them anymore. were when they yeah. started. They were, and now they're all divorced. Shocking. And so now, I just started watching the uh, New York season mm-hmm. again after taking off a, a few seasons because I cannot stand Bethany Frankel. <laughs> oh, I really love her. I think. Are you serious? I think I love her. I've only seen a couple episodes. And Oof. I saw her spinoff, Bethany Oof. Bethany Getting Married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're not going to see eye to eye on this one. Um, well, so- and that's, and that's fine. Um, but you know more about her than I do also, so... Well, in the episode the other night, and, the, and the, here's what I really hate about this show, and I fucking hate Andy Cohen, too, is that he really does... I mean, his whole brand is about how do we take women and humiliate them and show their most like and and degrade them and show them at their at their worst. Right. Because that's really that's his entire brand. Does he only do that to women? It really seems like it. Okay. You know, it really seems like it. I mean, I know that there are some men on these shows. Yeah. But I just feel like people don't really, I mean, they pay attention to the men, but the, these shows are designed around the women. You know, I would love, love to see yeah. Aunt, Andy do a show about, you know, the husbands of New York or whatever and see what classic douchebags they were. So the other night, the women, they all went on a trip. Mm. And there's, you know, it's six women and they all, every season there's this big trip at the end of the season and this time they went to Miami and they stayed in this gorgeous house. And everybody's very upset with Luann. And Luann, uh, if she's been in the news because she has a drinking problem and she was arrested and, okay. you know, she's uh, not, she violated her probation and blah, blah, blah. 
And also in the news lately or within the last year was Bethany Frankel was dating this guy named Dennis Shields. And I don't know what the story was with their relationship. Nobody seems to know. Uh, But they had broken up. And at some point after, he there was an accidental overdose. And he died. And she was with another guy at this point. She had moved on. Mm -hmm. But of course, she decides to use this guy's death as her sort of storyline, which I just think is disgusting. Mm. And they ha- they had this sit down the other night. They went to dinner, and this is where everyone sort of everything sort of boiled over with Luann because everyone felt like Luann is just she's self centered and all she cares about is her cabaret show because she's she re- she got this cabaret show that's like touring the country and selling out. Oh. And <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, look, she, look, I don't think she thinks she's kind of like Madonna in that she knows she's not a great singer. Uh-huh. Like she's sort of she's in on the joke a bit, I think. I don't think she thinks she's a great singer, but she knows that people are, are there because she's on The Real Housewives. Yeah. Okay. And so everyone's just sort of tired of Luann dominating everything and everything being about her. So Bethany just flat out fucking loses it and has this meltdown. And, oh, you know, you're, you're sick and you're a sick person and I did all this stuff for you and I did this and I did that and I got you a lawyer and you were out in a negligee and a field drunk and I was able to, you know, make sure that the press didn't get a handle on it and that, that the, no one took pictures so that it didn't, you know, so that it didn't hit the internet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, did you ever once ask me about how I'm doing after Dennis? And she's like, you know, Dennis, my, 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 my boyfriend, my fiance, whatever, because she's claiming now that... Uh, they were engaged, okay. which, uh, whatever, like no one had heard that but up until that point. She claimed during the season that they were engaged, but that, keep in mind, again, she was dating somebody else. So it's, the whole story is wonky and she's using it, which I just think is disgusting. And well, I don't I like her. Her or the producers though, because my understanding of reality shows is that you sometimes get a storyline, like you receive it. And they tell you, "Oh, this is your love interest. This is this is your this is your plot for the next ten episodes." You know what? It, that very well could be. And I I don't really care like if it's scripted or not. What I didn't like was what I don't what I do not like about Bethany is she creates chaos. And if you've ever 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 if you had anybody toxic in your life, uh, she creates chaos so that she can either swoop in and be the savior or be the victim. Okay. See, you know, I like haven't the, seen enough of it to know. To me, right, but, she, she appears to be a truth teller, right? She, Oh, you know what? <laughs> Stop, like you really haven't seen enough. <laughs> I No, I'm clearly not. Cause it, cause my impression of her has been like, Oh, this is the person that says what everyone is thinking. Right. At, everywhere she goes, like yeah. a, in every episode, it's she's angling for like a, a, a quote that's going to go viral or a clip that's going to go viral. And she's always quoting herself on her Instagram. And she's always, it's just all about her all the time. And that's why she's toxic because she, she, you know, there was a, another scene the night before this dinner, one of the other women, one of the other housewives was had just had far too many drinks and was inebriated. And so Bethany is yelling at her to go to bed, but she's like, she's amping this woman up. 
And the woman's like, I'm going to knock you out. <laughs> the woman, she goes to stand up and she falls. Like she whacks her chin, I think, against the table. But Bethany's like winding her up. And so then the woman falls and then Bethany's like, okay, everybody, you call the, you know, call the paramedics and I'm going to take care of her. And so then the, she becomes, it, it becomes about Bethany. It becomes about her. And now I, I, I think the question we're all wondering is, was this woman drunk on Bethany's booze brand? Oh God. Can you, is that even possible? <laughs> I don't know. I think it still exists, right? I think it's still around. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the, now she's, you know, there's all kinds of, now she does clothes and facial, you know, face care and skincare. Oh yeah. All kinds of stuff. Whatever. Yay. Skinny girl, whatever. Um, but the the reason why I'm bringing this up Mm -hmm. is toxic people like that. And I, I don't know if you've ever had someone like this in your life. But my, now we spoke about my sister last week and how my sister was going to call with the weepy phone calls right. for my, because my sister is somebody who, if I lay down a boundary, she gives no fucks. And so I'm going for my mammogram, my yearly mammogram. And I don't like talking about it because my mother and sister both died of breast cancer. Mm-hmm. It terrifies me every single year because I'm always thinking, oh, this is the year. This is the year. This is when it's going to, this is when I'm going to find out. And I've outlived my mother and uh, I've, you know, my sister was only 55 when she died. Uh-huh. So when my sister brought it up, she said, have you gotten your mammogram this year? I'm like, uh, I'm, you know, I'm going in a few weeks. Oh, like, I don't know what she said. I'm like, Pam, I, I really don't want to talk about this. And so she calls me last week <laughs> she's like, you know what just occurred to me? Have you gone to get your mammogram done yet? I'm like, oh my God. I just, and this is what she does. And this is what they do. It's, I'm going to push you and push you and push you until you explode. And then I'm going to go, see, see, the, it's her. Look see, at the problem. This prob- is look why at- you're toxic. This is why you're toxic. And they know what they're doing. You know that you they know what they're doing, and it's yeah. to try and make you look crazy. Yeah, I think I have been lucky enough not to have this person in my life, um, but this person has been in my orbit, and I've I've seen them wind up other people for sure. Yeah, right, and and that's just it. And they make everything everything about them. Yeah, and they create drama, and then they turn it around on you. Yeah. You know, they turn it around and try to make it like, oh, you screwed up. <laughs> you know, I remember being on a, I was on a, a group text for some people and whoever did the group text obviously didn't know that the, we could see the numbers. I would never even have thought to look at it. Uh-huh. But <laughs> somebody like replied on. But somebody replies to the text, and it's a woman, and she said, oh, so I guess we were, uh, like, we're all public here now. Like, we can all, I I don't know what it was. And the woman replied and said, please don't reply to all. Okay. You know, and she had asked this in the original text. Please don't reply to all. This is a group text. So this woman replies, I guess we can all, like, you know, talk to each other. I don't know what it was. She, She said something that was kind of obnoxious yeah. and the the woman said replies and said please stop and 
I don't know how, I think she said her name or something. Mm-hmm. And so the woman, the woman replies and says, well, now that you've completely outed my name, it's like, no, you did that. You know, you're the one, she said, you betrayed me, you, you know, something about my privacy and you, you yeah. violated my privacy. I'm like, no, you did. <laughs> and I, like, I yeah, wanted to reply like back, but the one that was really eager to do that. Right. And <laughs> You know, you don't want to disturb everybody in the group, but you want to reply back and go, no, you did. You did by pointing it out that like everybody's names are visible or everybody's numbers are visible. And by di- by disregarding her request of please do not reply to this text. This is just an informational text. Please don't reply to all. And of course, this woman did it. And, you know, come to find out that someone else in the group knew this woman mm. and... Um, but there was sort of a side text conversation and she said, I met her on bump, like Bumble friends. Mm-hmm. And I knew right away, I didn't want anything to do with her <laughs> because she's just, she's just, it's constant drama with her. And it really is about, it really is about how do I make this about me? How do I get all this kind of attention? Yeah. And I've dealt with that in my family and it's so unhealthy. And I just, anytime I see signs of it, I'm just like, oh, nope. <laughs> no, thanks. And I, it was very hard for me to watch the seasons, earlier seasons with Bethany because it, I would just get so frustrated because my sisters were like this. And I was just like, how do you not see this? <laughs> and I hate that because here we go again where we're, we're being told we're being ridiculous. No, we're not. Like our, our instincts are pretty spot on. Yeah, and usually. Usually. And even... It, they like to frame it anytime one woman has a problem with another woman, they like to frame it as jealousy. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Like, Oh, you're just jealous or you're just threatened. No, she's an asshole. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. that's it. It has nothing to do with me. So this watching this episode last week and watching this woman have this big dramatic meltdown that's gone viral and she's hyperventilating and Oh my God, you're a crazy person. And I, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking you are the worst (laughs) she's just this toxic awful person and there are just some people who are just i think i i don't want i guess i guess the word is there are just some people who are broken beyond repair who are unable i guess sure she still uh, has uh, fans, right? I mean, like people who actually. Watch she still, yeah, she like still it. has very sycophantic fans. Like the other day, she posted something on Instagram for Father's Day, and she posts a picture, and it's uh, of him from behind with the daughter, her daughter, uh-huh. and it's about this guy who died, and she said, you know, you, you were always sort of a father figure to, to my daughter, and you know, you're a wonderful person. But of course, she doesn't post anything about the daughter's actual father because they're having this heated, ugly, awful custody battle. But sure, like, why not wind things up a little bit more and not post about, you know, hey, happy Father's Day. But let's let's post about this other guy who wasn't even this woman's, the young girl's father was never even close to being the young girl's father. But then you see people like A-Rod and Jennifer Lopez and Mark Anthony and... Jennifer Lopez posts all these pictures of her kids with their father, Mark, Mark Anthony. And there's one with A-Rod and Mark Anthony and the kids. And then in the comments, there's A-Rod saying, happy Father's Day, Mark. That's the way you do it. That's the way you do it is to show the kids 
there's no tension. And even if there is tension here, it's like put it, you put on a happy face and to, to make it as comfortable as possible for the kids. And when parents can't do that, when parents can't put their kids' needs first, there's just something I just can't with that. It makes it it makes it really hard to celebrate anything. Right. <laughs> um, yep. I, I mean, speaking from experience, I I definitely spent much of my life trying to keep my parents separate. Were they divorced? Yeah. Yeah. And both remarried. Um, but inevitably, both of them felt slighted or that I was choosing one over the other, whatever, mm. whatever. And I just was like, eventually, it's like, no, I'm just trying to keep you separate because yeah. I don't, I don't just, want to. You're do just not good for each other. There's <laughs> just, you know, there are just some people who are just not good for each other. They're toxic yeah. for each other. And, th- th- you know, I'm not going to say that it's all Bethany. Like it sounds like her ex-husband's a complete douchebag too. And he has massive anger issues, but there are just some people who are bad for each other. Yeah. But it it really sucks the joy out of, you know, holidays, graduations, birthdays. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It makes you dread those things. Yeah. And they're like, there are bad, there are bad relationships where people just like, just, they just don't get along, but there then there are those relationships where the two people they just they can they know how to press the other one's buttons mm-hmm. and they can they yeah. can exploit they know the other person's vulnerabilities and they exploit it yeah for, if you're to, really for their good, you could do it not verbally. <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, like the only time I've ha- well, I've had a relationship like that with I mean, my sisters, obviously, uh, but with two men. And uh, one was clearly uh, had a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. That's always fun. That's always fun. Dating an addict is always, always fun. Or not even dating, but just being friends with an addict and having to navigate that. Yeah. You know, uh, for me, I knew that this, I knew this guy had a bad, bad drinking problem because he would always stop over at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. And I'll never forget, I called one of his friends, one of his guy friends, and I said, Look, he keeps stopping by and he clearly has a drinking problem. And I wish somebody would say something to him. And of course, what does his friend do but turn on me? Oh, yeah. Well, how about when you said this to him and when you did that to him? And, you know, um, we were bad for each other. We were horrible for each other. The difference being, I wasn't showing up. I wasn't calling him. I wasn't showing up anywhere at, at two o'clock in the morning and having screaming fights. Yeah. You know, and here I am telling this guy, look, this guy kind of scares me. And the guy's like, yeah, whatever. You kind of did it, brought it on yourself. Hmm, and fast cool. forward. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Then fast forward a year later and the guy is drunk. He invited me to this party he did it anonymously, and I thought it was what? another guy that I had, I had just met. Okay. And it was this, like, sex party. Oh. And so I show up with a friend, and they're standing in front, of, like, five feet from the door, and you could tell he was watching the door, is my ex and his new girlfriend. Oh. And by the end of the night, we were both so hammered at one point, and I'm just such an asshole. And this is where I was wrong. I Because he clearly brought me there so that I could see him with somebody else. 
And later on that night, I just got really drunk and I dumped a, a drink on his head. He turned around and he pushed me so hard. I fell back onto the floor and I smacked my head against the tile on the floor. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's where it went. And I was right to be afraid of him. And of course, when you go to the guy and you go to, go to the guy friend, you're like, look, something's, something's not right here. And I'm, yeah. I'm looking for some assistance. Oh, go fuck yourself. Um, so Andy, you can suck my dick because I told you years ago what to look for and you ignored it. So I'll fuck never that forget guy. that. So fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, but in general, dating, I, I think that's really the only addict I've ever, I'm trying to think substance abuse. I, I've dated guys with, oh no, wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, there's one and he's actually kind of, um. I think I've told you about him. Um, he's actually kind of uh, well-known in the um, psychology or sociology community. Uh-huh. Uh, What's his uh, substance of choice? It was pills. Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. And I knew, I woke up at, at his apartment one morning, and it was maybe 10.30, and I walked into the kitchen, and he was making himself a drink. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yep. Because I had really <laughs> liked him. I was like, oh, shit, he's an alcoholic. Yeah, among other things. Among other things. Uh, but, yeah, that was that was very disappointing. It's, yeah. I So I um, have addicts in my family, but I mm. have no experience with them. My, mm-hmm. my parents um, on both sides have kind of kept me. Kept, kept me at a distance, which in some ways was a disservice because that meant that I didn't recognize an addict when I had one right in front of me. Mm. Um, so that went on much longer than it was supposed to. Mm-hmm. I don't. I still don't know. You know, reflecting on that experience, I still don't know whether it's ever worth it. I mean, like, I don't. I don't know. I I try to be a forgiving. Well, no, I don't. I don't try to be forgiving. But I try to acknowledge that people can change because they can, right? Lots of people go to AA. Mm-hmm. It's obviously, you know, it's a hugely successful thing because it works for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't work for everyone. So I I really don't know when it is worth it to try to tolerate dating an addict. What I can I- tell you, I wish I hadn't tried. Because mm-hmm. it was a waste of time. But you only know that in retrospect, I think. Uh, you know, not a lot of people believe this. I happen to believe this. But uh, who somebody is when they are in the throes of addiction is not who they are outside of it. And that's why I've, uh, you know, I have a great deal of addiction in my on the mother's side of my family. Nothing in my father's side. But my mother's side, it was lots of alcoholism and, you know, a few heroin addicts and... Uh, pills and who somebody is when they're when they're uh, you know they when they when they're not sober when they're not getting right. help and who they are afterwards are I think two different people and I've always been very I try to be more understanding. I think they're two different people too, which is part of what makes that, in my view, such a waste of time because it's like, well, who was that? Who did I just date for two years? Right, but no they're idea. not. Well, they're not in control of their impulses. They're not in control of any of that. And right. I think even they look back on that, and that's why they. I think they have the step. What is it? Step nine, making amends. I don't, that's I don't, why I, they go. They're like, you have to go and <laughs> make amends with people uh, that you've hurt. And uh, I, I mean, 
yeah, you just it's two different people. But unfortunately, this this one guy, he just to this day, he hasn't changed. He might not drink as much, but he's still uh, he's still an asshole. Yeah. Wow. Like still just an <laughs> abusive fucking <Yeah>. asshole. <laughs> and I kind of tried to give him a chance, and then he just showed his truth. I'm like, oh no, you haven't changed. Yeah. You well, how, many, how many chances do you give? How many chances? I mean, I, I think the question, well, for for me, it, it really depends. Um, it depends on like how egregious is the, is the, uh, is the slight, you know, cheating. I don't think I could forgive that. Yeah. Um, but saying something awful, like saying something insensitive, I can probably forgive that. Um, you know, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I yeah. really don't, I really don't know. It's hard to tell. It is hard to tell. Uh, but I, and I think a lot of times, uh, women are encouraged to give men a chance that they should not give a chance to. Yeah. You well, know, when you don't want to overreact. That's the worst thing you could do. Yeah. God forbid. <laughs> Which, okay. So, um, there's a question that I received to the column uh-huh. a while ago, and it's from a woman named Charlotte. And she says, I'm at the point with dating where I just don't know what I'm doing anymore and I'm not having fun. I've also been told that I don't give guys enough chances or that I'm, or that I'm too picky. If only people knew how not picky I've been because of this, I'm constantly second guessing my judgment and trying to be too nice since my way has not worked. Enter Alvin. Our first date he canceled at the last minute and was a bit flippant about it. I wrote him off, but eventually responded to his texts and apologies. I kept it short and let him know that while I accepted his apology, I didn't want to see him because I thought it was incredibly rude and he had ample time to change plans. Eventually, I agreed to a low-key first date after texting back and forth. We had a decent time and I thought it was worth a second date. This one goes great, and I like him enough to try a third. So we are trying to make plans, and I say when I am free, and he wants to meet up before then and wants me to cancel my pre-existing plans. He says it jokingly, so I reply jokingly. He eventually replies that it's not a huge thing for me to cancel my plans. It's a fitness class, but it's always something I enjoy, and I'm friends with the other members, so it's a bright spot in my day. This feels a bit entitled to me and a bit controlling. My instincts are going off, but I've had bad luck with guys, so I'm trying to not be my typical anxious and defensive self. After this interaction, I have a bad taste about him. There are other things that make me raise an eyebrow, but this one has really annoyed me. I want to know what the other things are. (laughs) I want to know what the other things are. And then she ends with, am I being unreasonable? No, uh, no, Charlotte, you are not being unreasonable because the minute a guy tries to that you barely know tries to get you to cancel plans with your friends. <laughs> okay, because that's not that that is controlling and she yeah. knows it and her instinct is so spot on. But here she goes, well. You know, maybe uh, maybe I've been too pick- too picky in the past, and maybe I should be forgiving. Nope, no, you shouldn't. When your when your instincts go off like that, uh, it's it's rare that there isn't a valid reason behind it. Yeah, uh, there's only one 
kind of man that I would accept this behavior from. And I wouldn't date him. But if he is truly, if Alvin is truly one of these sort of mystical hippie, like, what is time kind of guys. Oh, Jesus. He's talking about chakras and energies. That's that's the only way that I buy his excuse, or, or not even his excuse, but that's the only way I can accept him not valuing Charlotte's time. Right. He doesn't value his either. But I'm not getting the impression that that's what this is. Well, he's, you know, uh, she says, our first date he canceled at the last minute and was a right. bit flippant about it. There yeah. you go. And you know, when you want to talk about what I won't do, canceling last minute, uh, you know, I will always listen and I, it's a case by case basis, but it, you better have a good fucking reason for it and you better do the work to follow up or else like I, that is something for me because being disappointed is such a trigger for me that I will not, I will not put myself in that, in that situation. So I really do think about, you know, what is it that, that sets off my triggers? What is it that makes me feel uh, abandoned, which makes me feel rejected? What makes me feel unsupported? You know, that's the big one for me. If I don't feel like you're someone who will stand up for me or you're someone who at the very least will, will have my back, that I will not, absolutely unequivocally, I will not, I, I won't give it a second chance to that. I just also don't believe that Alvin is so busy that the only time they can meet is during this class she wants to go to. Well, it's very, and you know, he's he's putting down something that's important to her. Like, I don't care what it is. If that's something that she likes and you like her, then you, oh, you support it. Yeah. And if well, he's already- I think he's, he's testing the waters, right? He's, he's uh, testing the waters to see. Yeah. What's, what can he get away with? What can he get away with? But also, it's kind of like what we just mentioned the other, earlier with Perry and Celeste with Big Little mm-hmm. Lies when he says, so I have you all to myself. It's kind of that. Yeah. It's that. <laughs> and I don't even know if men are aware when they, of, of what they're doing when they do that or if it's just so so ingrained in them. You know, I don't think a guy is, I don't know that Perry was like, oh, I want to find, I wonder, does she have anybody? Or, you know, is it sort of, I need to find, you know, I, I, I'm i drawn to women who uh, don't have any friends because that's, then they're easier to manipulate and control. Yeah. That's a really good question. I, I have always wondered, like, do abusers know that they're abusive? I don't know. Some of them do, I think, but I'm not sure. Uh, I think... I think physical abusers know they're abusers. Right. But your your standard gaslighter, I don't I don't know. No. No. Knows. You know, mm, okay. <laughs> no, I'm I'm gonna tread lightly because you know who I'm about to talk about. <laughs> okay. You know who I'm and this guy is convinced to this day that he fully he just doesn't understand what he did and it's a lack of self-actualization you know when you are meeting somebody and when you're dating somebody and they can't admit that they're wrong or they try to turn it around to make it about you yeah run away like that is a classic warning sign of somebody who is emotionally or psychologically abusive and and i will go down saying believing that that guy 
is an abuser. And you've read yeah. that guy's emails. You know, you know the whole situation. Yeah. The way he talks. He definitely doesn't think he's the villain of the story. He definitely doesn't think he's the villain of the story. Uh, and will say whatever he needs to say to get you to see him. And I, 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 what I think is that a lot of a lot of these types of abusers are narcissists. And they see themselves a certain way and they cannot see... Nobody can poke a hole through that narrative. Yeah. And, you know, women can be narcissists too. Sure. Uh, so when they, when they sense that someone someone could possibly uh, throw their, you know, sort of uh, blow a hole through their narrative, through their image, that's when they go on the attack. That's when they abuse to try and wear you down or weaken you so that y you don't know like what you're thinking. And so, it, and, and that nobody will believe you. Mm -hmm. I like how all these letters that you're, that you're digging up all end with some derivation of, am I wrong? Right. Is yeah. Because, <laughs> right. Is because correct? <laughs> we're conditioned uh, PS, uh, dear Charlotte, fuck that guy. Because th that's, Again, that's what we should say. There is no, the fact that we even question, are we being unreasonable? No, he's showing clear signs of being controlling, which leads to being abusive. You're not being unreasonable. Your gut, your instinct is based on your experiences. You are an intelligent person. And we're just, it's almost like we feel guilty. Yeah. We feel guilty for not for not giving them a chance because we're told so often, oh, you're being too picky. And there is too picky. You know, I think that if you go out with somebody and you have a nice time and there's a good rapport, but you're not you're not like totally blown away physically. Like that's how I honestly, that's how I felt about Dawn. Mm -hmm. The first time we went out, I wasn't blown away by the physical chemistry. But he, there were little things that he said in like text conversations, little jokes. And I thought, Oh, I, ha I, I have to keep seeing this guy. I want to see where this goes. So in a case where there's a good rapport, they seem like a good person. There are no warning bells going off, but you're not, Oh my God, I've got to tear his clothes off or tear her clothes off. Yeah. That's when I would say, give it, give it another shot. Yeah, or if you're not feeling nervous about it, because I, I think uh, you and Barbara talked one time about how butterflies are just fear. Butterflies are not indicative of, you know, good things to come, usually. I think butterflies actually are a bad sign. I think so, too. Yeah, I, I, I didn't always think this, but I, I have come to believe this. I think butterflies are actually, yes, I think it's anxiety, fear, nervousness. Yeah. We shouldn't be feeling those things around no. somebody that, that is good for us. If we feel nervous, it's because we feel like, oh, what if they don't like us? Something about them is making us question ourselves. Right. Right? Yeah. And so that that right, uh, right there should tell you something about this person and something about the dynamic or the rapport that you've already built. But when someone... You know, if they keep interrupting you, if they don't ask you any questions, if they show no regard or respect for your time, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's when I would say, nope, that's absolutely not. I want nothing to do with this. That's what no. that's that's my line. When they drink too much, 
when, and this is the late thing, if they're late and they're more than say 10 minutes late and you don't get a text and then they show up and they're kind of, and they, they're just sort of blase about it. Nope. Yeah. I mean, again, no. if you're, if you're going to be that person, like you, you need to show up in sandals. Right. <laughs> show up in sandals? Sandals and like, uh, what is, what is that gear called? Crocs? Uh, no, you know, like the tunic looking thing. What? what are you talking about? I'm, I'm talking about the Rush Nishis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you have a thing what is this thing you have if you're gonna be that person you know you need to commit to uh not adhering to time <laughs> that's a matter of principle well here's something else that sticks out to me about this letter when she said i wrote him off but eventually responded to his texts and apologies yeah so she gave in she gave in but also he did not give up right now, why, you have to ask yourself, why is someone being so insistent, someone that you've never met, why are they being so insistent? My guess would be that it's worked for him before, right? It's and worked he, for him before. And that if she gives in, then he's already laying the groundwork right. for a relationship where he is in charge. Right. So right. that obviously is worth it. You know, the effort expended is worth it if it pays off. Yeah. The, and these are all little signs because, you know, you are when she said I wrote him off, but eventually responded, you know, by not responding to him, you are laying down a boundary. Right. And he's disregarding it. He's disregarding a boundary. You don't have to verbalize a boundary for it to be a boundary. That's you know, right. if someone texts me and I just don't respond and I don't respond and I don't respond, I am that that's no answer. That you continue, and I have, frankly, I have customers that do this. You know, they'll send me a text or an, they'll send me an email, and three hours won't go by before they're sending me another email, and then they're sending me another one, and that immediately sticks out to me. Mm-hmm. That's that's I I consider that a red flag, and I will remove them from the list so that they're they don't attend events because I feel that's a very bad sign. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you know. That's a very bad sign. And if someone, if someone disregards a boundary and if they act like they couldn't possibly understand why you're not responding to them, they should get it. They should understand. You blew them off last minute. You were rude. And now you're acting like, why are you, why are you, why are you being so insistent? What is this? And I do, I, I think in this case, this guy is, he's testing the waters He's trying to see, and I'm sure he does this with every woman. Yeah. And if a woman respond, takes the bait, ah, okay. Then he, little by little by little, he pushes her, he tests her to see just how much he can get away with. That sounds about right. Right? Because it doesn't... About, can we talk about the other letter? I, I really love it. Oh, the it. other letter. <laughs> Yay, hold on. I want to get to that. Uh, I am not sure I understand it entirely. There's a seems to be a gap in the timeline. <laughs> okay, so this is by Mad as Hell. Yeah, and she says, "I want to know." Two fifty eight a.m. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I feel like that's relevant. <laughs> Two fifty eight is that when she wrote me the email? Uh huh. Two fifty eight a.m. Well, yep. keep in mind, uh, 
that's probably there's probably a there could be a time difference. She might not have been in in wherever she was at the time. She could have oh, been somewhere else. Maybe. She Look at her she's in Texas. But yes, but I'm also looking at her email address, and it implies something else. So uh, she says, "I or she said, I want to know your opinion on confronting exes." I recently broke up with my boyfriend of two years who I met on OkCupid because he is moving to Washington and doesn't want to do long distance. Although the decision was mutual, quote unquote, it was him that was less interested in doing a long distance relationship. A little backstory. We talked about moving in and possibly getting engaged a couple months ago. He initially agreed, but between now and then he found a job out of state and moved just last week. It all came out in January that he wasn't ready for marriage yet etc. What a way to start the new year. Anyways, this evening I was on social media and did some snooping. Apparently he is not alone on his trip up to New York. A female friend I had always had reservations about posted some pics, check-ins across state. He told me the general route he was taking up and what do you know, her tags and check-ins corresponded with the route he was taking. I feel so used and taken advantage of. I helped him pack for the move and continued to press love up until he left. He told me he loved me, but he still didn't want to do a long-distance relationship. In a moment of weakness, I took screenshots and sent them to him, calling him out as a coward. I know he is technically my ex, and what he does or doesn't do shouldn't affect me, but this is a huge betrayal. He planned this trip while we were still together, knowing damn well what it would look like. While I am not proud of my moment of weakness, I still feel justified to a certain extent in calling him out. Am I wrong? <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> but but what gets me is she's com- she's more upset about this trip that he took to New York, allegedly yeah. with the female friend. And what she should be bothered by is, honey, nobody just <laughs> sends out a resume and gets a fucking job offer in like a month or six weeks. That's not how it works. Yeah. He was always planning on doing that. That's what should have said like that. That yeah. should tell you what he was up to. Uh, we talked about moving in and possibly getting engaged in a couple mu- a couple months ago. He initially agreed, but between now and then, he found a job out of state and moved just last week. Yeah, just uh, like that. Like, <laughs> hun, did you not know that he was looking for a job out of state? Did he not tell you that? Like that right there. If he's not telling you, hey, um, I- I'm looking for a job out of state. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he didn't care. He didn't care about you from the start, and that's no reflection of her value what am i gonna say sarah fuck that guy fuck that guy <laughs> because he didn't care but he was telling her to her face yeah 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 sure 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 suck my dick keep going yeah 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 yeah. oh no sure engage mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. and the whole time he's thinking about himself you know and <laughs> what I just, I, it's just so fascinating how we gloss over the issue straight to, and then he took this trip Mm -hmm. (laughs) with this woman that I never liked. And and I, I mean, that takes some time and some effort to what her check-ins matched up with his check-ins and okay. But now it could be that she just happened to be there. Who knows? Right. Or she just happened to be free. I mean, I, I think it's possible he planned the trip. And after the fact, found out that his friend could go, right? Or he planned the trip, and after he broke up, invited his friend to go. I don't know. but Or I- he planned the trip, and 
it's it's like a group trick that a lot of people went on and she maybe wasn't with him or she just decided she just invited herself along like there are a lot of different scenarios here although let's be honest what's the first one we if our gut says what did she say I, I never, I never trusted this woman. Uh, always had reservations about. Always had reservations about. So more than likely, she, her instinct is spot on, and that either th- there's something going on, or uh, at the very least, um, he planned a trip with this woman and didn't tell her. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, kind of so, like he. I wonder if he told that woman that he's moving to Washington. <laughs> uh not for anything, but I wonder if uh, she's not moving to Washington with him because if yeah. she put it this way, more than likely something was going on between them. And, the whole uh, time, yeah. The whole time. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's awful when, again, you know, when a woman says, I, there's just something, I don't trust that. I don't trust that. And women are like, oh, no, see, you're not. That's just, you're being very anti-feminist. And no, we can't tell women to trust their instincts only with men. Right. You know, it has to be across the board. And if you sense something is wrong with anybody, it, it probably is. There's something up. But I, I'm now I'm reading this again. I know he's texting my ex and I sent him this. And I want to know your opinion on confronting exes. I recently broke up with my boyfriend of two years because he was moving to Washington and doesn't want to do long distance. Did, did you see that clip I posted on Instagram? Uh, it was from a, a Netflix movie with uh oh god what's her name oh she's in jane the virgin there's it's a clip and she's drunk and she's talking to this woman while they're waiting for the subway and she's thinking we were together nine years and he doesn't want to do long distance and the woman who uh, up until that point was completely uninterested in this conversation and she turns she goes really with facetime and all that like what is up with that and and you know and the woman's like i know that's what i said and blah 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 you know I think when someone uh, says, no, I'm not interested in long distance relationship like that, I think that kind of like, I think this guy was never really invested in the relationship. Oh, definitely not. And the, and the move is his escape hatch, right? It's a clean break. He doesn't have to be the bad guy. Right. And really break up because, oh, you're breaking up because he's moving, even though right. obviously him applying to the job and accepting it and not saying anything until he's not saying in. anything to you or giving you a heads up makes him the bad guy <laughs> makes him the bad guy he knew um, he was doing this the whole time yeah he just, he just wanted to get his cake have his cake and eat it too well i'm not willing to say like oh he was always planning to leave but i would say he's never been invested in this relationship oh i'm and, saying he always planned on leaving oh yeah well, this is a convenient escape hatch for sure yeah and I'm, uh, I don't she doesn't know say, he always planned to move out of state, but uh, depending on how long they were together, like if they were together two months. Now she says, that, she says two years. Does she? Yeah. I recently broke up my boyfriend of two years. They were together two years, and he didn't tell her that he was looking at jobs <laughs> out of state. Guess not. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, or he did, and he led her on into thinking that they would move together. And that's very possible. A little bit after we talked about like. moving in and possibly getting engaged right. a couple months ago, he initially agreed, but between now and then he found it. No, he initially agreed, but between now and then he found a job out of state. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, honey. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Is this thing <laughs> on? <laughs> uh, like, that's the big red flag and you're not paying attention to it. You're paying attention to this innocuous, 
he might be on a trip with a woman. He's not your boyfriend anymore, so he can kind of do that. Right. So let's focus on the <laughs> shitty things he did when he was your boyfriend because that's where he's wrong and that's where you have an argument. And if you want to argue with somebody, make sure that whatever you're arguing, like it's valid. Yeah. Like yeah. you, you <laughs> saying, hey, you're, we're not dating anymore and you're with this woman. How dare you? No, see, he, he's a, it's okay for him to do that. It is. You, you're wrong for calling him out on that. What you're not wrong on calling him out on is looking for a job out of fucking state while he's dating you and not telling you. <laughs> there you go. That's yeah. what's wrong. Well, and the question is, I, it's like, is it is it worth it to call out an ex? And I think, not this one, because he doesn't give a shit. <sighs> is it worth it? You know, <clears throat> I don't know. I, 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 I guess... Two years, that's a lot of investment. That's a lot of emotion. And I understand wanting to get something off your chest. The problem is this guy's a prick. He and care. He doesn't care. <laughs> and you really do. You have to think about, will if I go to this person and say, this really hurt me, and why did you do this? And if I just unload, is this person going to be genuine and say, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. And how can I make this right? How can I make this better? Or is that person going to turn it around on you? I don't you think know, this person is going to respond, respond at all. all. Yeah. <laughs> or is he even going to care? You really have to ask yourself, is this person going to care? Because if they're not going to care, I wouldn't bother. Yeah, I, I wouldn't bother, you know, and it's well with the first letter, you know, when she I'm not going to respond to him, I'm not going to respond to him. If you're not going to respond, don't respond. And if you're going to tell a guy, you know what, I really don't appreciate when you do that. Stick by it. Yeah. And you know what? That is a clear sign. There are some disclaimers out there like the, the no hookups disclaimer. You might as well just put a fucking target on your back. And because that lets people know that you got suckered once and you'll get suckered again. But another disclaimer, another clear sign is when a woman said, you know what? When a woman tells you, woman tells a guy, I'm very upset and I can't be bothered and I'm the, I don't want to talk to you again. You know what? That's when they know, oh, I can get back. I, I can do this. I can worm my way back. You know what? You know what would work in that situation when a guy cancels on you? Fucking delete. Yeah. Don't even respond or respond with K. And that's it. <laughs> that's when they're like, uh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't think. Uh, or an unrelated meme. <laughs> right? Right? Like, just like Kim, the Kim Kardashian where she's nodding and kind of. Mm -hmm. Or the J-Law the J -Law making the okay sign. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, they, these are little things. You know, the preemptive strike of, well, you know what? You don't seem all that interested, so why don't we just forget it? Oh, my God. That, if a guy is an abuser, if the guy is toxic, if he's a gaslighter, that is chum Yeah, for guys like that. The preemptive strike. If you're going to say to somebody, I don't want to hear from you again, you better fucking mean it. Because if you go back on that, if you go back once, they have you. And they know they have you. I'm all riled up there. I, isn't this a good letter? <laughs> this is a great letter. I think I almost didn't do it. And I'll never know, but I would be interested to know uh, more about the dynamic of this relationship because I, I think like in cases like this, which I think are pretty common where one person is clearly more invested than the other, mm 
right? Which is not hard to achieve when the other person cares literally not at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think sometimes the person who doesn't care will put on a show, but sometimes they won't. And I think depending on how that dynamic has played out, that that really can be instructive of next moves. Because this, I I hope this person has figured it out since 2016. Because <laughs> the real question is like, how how did I waste two years in a relationship with someone who didn't give a shit? Right. What and how do the I find what I missed? Right. And how do I, uh, well, the signs that you missed? He was looking for a fucking job out of state. That's the sign you missed. Right. There you go. Well, Free advice from me to you. But again, if he didn't tell her, right? And if he put on a show, right? Or if he was doing that thing where, you know, oh, in public, he ignores me. But once we're home, he's so sweet or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a little bit of a mixed signal, right? So I think that's the question here is like, what were the signs that you missed? Yeah, and that's, and, and I think that is where that's when we do a postmortem, that's what we need to do in the postmortem. The postmortem isn't what did I do to turn him off? No. That's not the postmortem. The question is, what did I miss? Yeah. Or why did I tolerate that? <laughs> well, you have to be aware that it was a problem first. And a lot of times yeah, we, yeah. we make excuses because we like somebody. We make excuses. Oh, they just work really hard and you don't understand. And nope, he's a prick. Yeah. There you go. There's your answer. <laughs> So that's the good you know, the postmortem. Don't ask yourself what you did wrong because more than likely you didn't do anything right. wrong. And she was 25 uh, at the time she wrote this. So I really hope that life turned around for her. I hope so too. I know. I really, you know what? I should start a whole new blog and about following oh. up with these people. Yeah, saying, where hey, are they so now? Where are they now? Where are they now? Oh, and there are a, co- there are a couple of doozies and I'll, I'll dig them up that I will want. There's one. And I'll never forget it. And we'll, we're going to do, I think we'll do a, um, we'll do a bonus episode on it to put it on the Patreon. And it's about a woman who moved to Miami and, uh, you know, after three weeks she was moving in with a guy and yep. I remember that know, one. Um, who I want to, who I want to follow up with. <laughs> who? Tell woman, me. The woman who wrote in with uh, the question was like, basically how difficult can I be? Well, that was like a lot of them. Can you be more specific? <laughs> um, you're, yeah, you're, res- I remember your response specifically because you were like, well, that depends. How hot are you? <laughs> <laughs> How much money do you have? <laughs> and you know what? I stand by that. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really does depend. <laughs> it really does depend because let's be honest, we talked about it. Pretty privilege status. You can get away with a lot. If you're just some yeah. average schlub. Mm, well, you know? and that's why I sent you that. Um, I don't, I don't even want to call it a meme, but that, that had viral inspirational quote or whatever that mm-hmm. I came across on Facebook. That was, I think making a really bad point. <laughs> because most of us do have to try to be lovable if we are to receive love right and and i i finally got it at first i was kind of like what do you what do you not get like i don't get it what am i supposed to be offended by and then i realized what this woman with this and it's a therapist right it was a therapist account was telling people was 
um, no, it's it's kind of like if they don't love me at my worst, they don't deserve me at my best. Uh-huh. It is, <laughs> Which we all exactly know is bullshit. <laughs> well, how hot are you? <laughs> well, how hot are you? Are you rich? <laughs> Uh. <laughs> wow. All right. This is a long one. I feel drained. My dog needs to go for a walk. And right. uh, Sarah, this was great. But let's uh, look for uh, watch the Patreon because we're going to record a uh, a bonus episode about that letter, and we'll uh, we'll put it up and over the this sometime this week. But Sarah, yeah, thank you once again. And I am recording with Barbara this Thursday. Yay. So just. She's coming back too. And if you want to come in on that, you know, I'd love to have you. Okay. Well, let me know what time. Okay. Uh, Women on Top Podcast, Women on Top Pod at Twitter, Women on Top Podcast for Instagram. Feel free to come to the website and submit a dating question. I miss my dating questions. So come to womenontoppodcast.com, submit a dating question. It'll be anonymous. We'll play it on the show. We'll talk about it on the show. What else? We'll probably give a better response then. It depends. How hot are you? <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to guarantee that. <laughs> it all depends on my mood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> really. <laughs> uh, but uh, in closing. Oh, yeah. Well, screw you guys. I'm going home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or wait, wait, wait. This is my favorite. <laughs> I love Phoebe. I love that story. Uh, the, all right, guys, thank you so much for listening, and we will be back. Sarah, thank you so much. All right, till next time. Till next time. <laughs>